0: How was your reading today? Am I making progress? Oh, yeah, we are.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are. I don't want to give anything away. Um, but for everyone listening, so I am reading Throne of Glass, and I did finish two books. <laughs> I am already done with book two, and now I'm starting Assassin's Blade, which, like, technically is, like, book one because it's a prequel, but, like, it was written last And so, but talking to Nicole, she said, I should read it now. Well, actually you said I should read it after book three, but then I was like, I'm going to read it now. And you're like, that's actually probably even better.
0: Yeah. I mean, based on some of the guides that I have seen on TikTok and online, it's like you read Throne of Glass and then whatever book two is. I don't even remember. Crown. Crown of Midnight. And then you read Air of Fire and then you read... Assassin's, um, blade. assassin's blade but i felt that assassin's blade really took me out of the story too much mm. once i was in it in by book three and so looking back like i wish that i would have read it before i started air of fire um to get a better understanding of like So i'm Zelda. doing it right I'm doing and, it- in my opinion i think um, we may catch some flack for this people may be like i can't believe you would do that why would you do that but you know what we make our own rules here on this podcast and i also feel
1: like it's a prequel and so it's up to you to determine when you want to read it like you're going to get the information at some point so true i mean i yeah i just it's would not, like not I'm recommended reading, i'm not, would reading, not recommend
0: like, reading it last
1: right i'm also like not reading book five after book three right like, right so I'm not reading a book that should be read in chronological order out of chronological order. Right. So Once you finish
0: the series, you can look back on this and, and say, okay, that- now knowing what I know. Yeah. Is there, do I think that this would have been the right time to read the book? And you can give your opinion on that. I will let you know. Yeah, so
1: I'm really loving them. I love to be back in, like, I love to be back in, like, a fantasy series. <laughs> I know. I love you know. to be back in a fantasy series. It's been so long.
0: I know. It's I, like, need another good one. I sent you that yeah. series that I think is going to be next, res once you finish Throne of Glass. How many
1: books are in that one? Three right now, I think. Okay. I don't think
0: it's a completed series yet, so.
1: The new JLA book. Is it out?
0: yes it came out in oh, november right. and i was i've been reading and it I and i
1: just haven't gone for it
0: I, it's simply not i don't want to read good.
1: yeah it's like i honestly at this point i don't care about the prequel like I it's just the prequel normal. second one yeah i know i don't care about it anymore i just want personally like,
0: i'm waiting for the next um touch of darkness book to come out that's yes. coming out in july so i'm very yes. excited about that <laughs> Because I caught up on those, right? I think so, because you read all of the so. Hades point of views. I think the next one is the the third Hades point of view book.
1: Yeah, I think I read both of the Hades POVs. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure.
0: We'll Either back. way, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm excited to be back in that world. Yeah. That is my favorite one of my favorite series i'm like should i reread it right now i'm like itching i'm like mad because the past couple of years she's put out the books like in april or may mm. and now it's not coming out until july and i'm like so it better you. be good it better be
1: <laughs> literally like for months on it um yeah. yeah okay um we're gonna get into a little bit more book talk later on in this episode mm-hmm. but until then time to introduce ourselves to everyone and introduce the show to people who are listening if this is your first time welcome um, welcome this is tg1f an f1 podcast with kate and nicole my name is kate i'm nicole and this is our show um so i feel like for the first time in far too long we are able to say it's motherfucking race week ah uh, thank god it's Jesus. motherfucking
0: race week bitch it's time my god i'm so Dude,
1: i almost race forgot race. that we
0: like to watch races because it's been so fucking long since I almost the last forgot. one
1: i literally forgot that like the season had started like, like <laughs> the first race of the season like i forgot i know it's been so long i was like
0: oh right that's coming up this weekend finally yeah thank god like,
1: Thank God. So, yep, we're in Baku. Mm -hmm. Baku this weekend. Azerbaijan. Um, Azerbaijan. I love saying Azerbaijan. I feel like that's, like, one of my favorite places, just because I, like, love to say it. Azerbaijan. Like, it's, like, so fun to say. (laughs) It's giving Elf uh, Francisco. Francisco. (laughs) That's a fun name. Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) Or in Entourage when they do mushrooms. And he's, like, um what's the dog's name Benji 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 and then just like on mushrooms and he's trying to figure out if you should do Benji or not <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I so have funny. not watched Entourage so I don't get the reference oh but you gotta watch Entourage it's a great show it's like you would like love that show
0: yeah okay it's I'll give it a so,
1: shot it's so good it's just like it's like you know what it's about right mm-hmm. generally mm-hmm it's just like so funny and the writing is so good and the acting is great in terms turn- it's just like guys being dudes in yeah. like the early 2000s like it's just like it's so funny and like their like relationships are really really good okay um, at some point okay you should watch it because at some point i would love to play one of our like who like a like cast the grid i would love to be like who is vince who's drama who's turtle who's e like i would love to like cast entourage because like <laughs> okay. they're just like such a funny little cast of characters okay i'll, I'll put it on my list it's so good um I'm obsessed okay yeah you definitely have to do that so spring break now i'm not into it i know there's like a lot of people in f1 that are like we should do this every year and like i get yeah. it like i get it i get why they want to like i'm just being a selfish fan yeah by being like i don't like it yeah it's been too long i know
0: personally not a fan but do i respect it absolutely yeah so i think two weeks like can we just do two weeks yeah two weeks fine fine three weeks is too long too long so we are finally back at least i'll take it but i feel like we have not gotten any real content no like there's been no like they they don't get a the drivers shouldn't get a break. They have to <laughs> post on social media every single day
1: <laughs> for me. And be
0: my personal entertainment while
1: it's not race weekend, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you guys think? You're on vacation. <laughs> no. Like, what do you think this is? Your work week has started. Your work <laughs> year is going. This is your season. You're in. You're in. It's happening. Give it to me. Um, but also, personal plug. If anyone's listening and you live in Dublin or will be in Dublin this weekend. I will, too. And so let's watch the race together. Ow, ow. I'm what? jealous. How am psyched. I know. I'm really excited. Um. So, yeah, if you guys are in Dublin and you, like, want to hang out, watch a race, just let me know because that's currently the only plan that we have on Sunday. Um, Do you have a bar in mind that you're going to? I think we're going to go to the Camden. Okay. Where people have been saying is like, a fun spot that usually um plays the races. Like, they already have, like, reservations up. Um. So I'm probably going to make one for Nick and I, but excited it looks really cool too so tg one Off ireland meetup let's go tg1f ireland meetup super that's gonna exciting. be really fun yeah i'm i'm really excited so anyways let's hop into like some news some stuff that's going on what please is the goss uh the first thing on here is sprint races sprint yeah are you weekends. up to
0: date on this on like what the changes are
1: yes so the sprint Sprint weekends, we've had a couple sprint weekends the past couple years. Mm -hmm. Um, They've gotten a lot of, like, flack from Mm -hmm. the fan community and from some of the drivers, too, um, about how, because previous to this year, um, basically qualifying would set the race, the order for sprint, sprint race. And the sprint race, the end of that would set the race order for Sunday. Correct. And people were very upset about that because they were like, qualifying should set... Order for the race because mm-hmm. like that's how it's always been, and there's different like points that are awarded, and so like if we're gonna change that, um if people are not not happy about that. Yeah, so, we've gone
0: into detail about sprint races plenty yes. of times, and you can go back and in hear our PM thoughts time. on those. Yeah, we're
1: not gonna keep doing it. Um, spoiler, we like them, we think they're kind of fun. Um, not for every race, but once in a while they're kind of fun. So that's the TLDR how we feel about sprint. <laughs> um, so they changed it this year the sprint race itself mm-hmm. same deal like okay. same exact thing um so it's um like about a 30 minute race i think it's 100 kilometers something like that cars don't have to pit they can if they want to but it's basically just like an all out race for like 30 minutes um and that's it and and you, so basically it's just like full on racing and it's you know you don't have to worry about tire strategy or pit stop strategy like you're just racing for that time which i think is pretty fun What they've added this year is what they're calling a sprint shootout. And so the sprint shootout is essentially the qualifying session for the sprint race. So the weekend will now be on Friday. There'll be free practice one Mm -hmm. as usual. And then instead of doing free practice two on Friday, qualifying is on Friday. Like regular qualifying, the classic qualifying we see every weekend, weekend in, weekend out. That's on Friday and that the end order of qualifying sets the order for Sunday okay so like same as usual it's just happening on Friday instead of Saturday now Saturday is where everything is different and it's basically just like a second fun race mm-hmm. um, on Saturday so in the so it, it also looks like they're eliminating practice two and practice three in place what's his in name is of-
0: getting his way
1: yeah so we're <laughs> just doing like the sprint sessions hmm. Are those practices like you're you're driving the car? So the first will be the sprint shootout, and it's basically it's basically qualifying. So Q1 is 12 minutes long, and but this is where it is kind of interesting. Mandatory to use medium tires. Okay. In Q1, so it's 12 minutes, and then the lowest, the slowest five cars are eliminated, just like in regular qualifying. Q2 is only 10 minutes, and it's mandatory to use medium tires again. So they're mm-hmm. basically just like mandating, that's what mandating, I'm yeah, mandating the tire um tires that they're using. So Q2, 10 minutes, mandatory medium tires. Again, the five slowest cars eliminated. Q3 is only 8 minutes and it's mandatory to use soft tires. So like super short, super fast. Like cars are just going as fast as they can. Um and then that sets the order for the sprint race. And then the sprint race is the same as it's always been. So it's just a race and whatever. And how they're doing it there is that um, at the sprint, the top eight finishers get points with P1 getting eight points and P8 getting one point. So it goes down by that. So essentially it's the same thing as the sprints have done, except it doesn't impact Sunday's race at all. It's just like an added race that weekend.
0: It just I mean I I guess but it's, it's also like
1: purely for entertainment value. yeah like I again it's just kind of like okay
0: then why I because I can yeah. understand the sprint race setting the the lineup right. for Sunday but now it's kind of like okay it does nothing and so I yeah. guess you
1: get a couple extra points but like right so it's at um six races I think one, two, three. Four, six races this year so it's Azerbaijan. Austria Belgium Qatar USA and Brazil I don't know what they mean by USA since is it Vegas or um, unsure I'm assuming Austin it's definitely not like... going to be Miami because they wouldn't do right. two right I would have already said that yeah. and I feel like they usually call my like I still feel like they call Austin USA and I mm-hmm. feel like they've been calling the other ones Miami and Vegas yeah and I feel like USA is is Austin so that's the update on Sprints. And so we'll see that six times this year. And I think it'll be interesting to see how people feel about it now. Um, Cause they've definitely addressed the complaints. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, I just kind of feel like people are going to be like, okay, this is just for entertainment value for us. Like, I wonder how the drivers are going to feel about yeah. it. It just almost feels like a sideshow. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just is like, like a horse and pony show. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I thing- mean, we'll see. We'll see
0: what happens. The one issue
1: I feel like could come up is, like, it feels like a lot of extra risk Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, damaging the car and, like, because, I mean, practice is is practice and you're just kind of, like, you're not really ever getting in, like, traffic or anything. Like, you are, but it's, like, pretty, pretty safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Qualifying, obviously, we've seen some crashes and things happen sprint we've seen some and now we're doing like two qualifyings and a sprint race and then a race so i feel like there's just like extra room for bad things to happen 100 percent. no i
0: get that yeah. absolutely and that's why i'm kind of like mm, all right yeah. i guess we'll see what happens here but a big tbd i don't know people are going to be complaining about it either way
1: so but guess what everyone once again why <laughs> why be why upset, be upset? When you can can just just have have fun. (laughs) Getting that tattooed on my forehead. Um, Literally. And something else that people were upset about. We're going to bring this back around to something that we did talk about last week. Um, So on the heels of the Pit Stop Boys releasing their potentially AI-generated apology, um, they did have their first new podcast episode drop Mm -hmm. since then and it was drumroll please interviewing Juan Manuel Correa (laughs) who if you remember and you listened last week was kind of at the center center of the controversy controversy the drama (laughs) um and so they had him on the show to kind of like share his story and like clear the air a little bit um it was very much giving red table talk (laughs) It yeah, it was definitely like I don't think there could have been any other way for them to like go back to doing shows. Um, but I do think a lot of people are still a little frustrated. Like, okay, mm-hmm. other than that Instagram story apology, like you didn't really address anything else that people were mm-hmm. upset about. Like, if you think people were only upset about One Piece, like that's a problem. So there's been some. I mean, not not as much backlash. And people were kind of like, wow, I mean, everyone on their Instagram, like in the comments seems like so supportive and like, it looks like it really turned itself around. Um, but we have some sleuths in our community (laughs) and some people said that they posted comments just being like, are you going to say anything about anything else? Or like, you know, just generally like not just on their knees, but under
0: yeah, not on their yeah. knees
1: like praising them fully like asking thoughtful questions um and realized that within five minutes of commenting their comment was deleted and they were also blocked and it was on instagram twitter and tiktok where people are being blocked for saying anything that is not overwhelmingly positive positive. and i would just like to say Men would not survive a day as us. No. Like, not one day as any, like, female content creator. Like, you would not survive a day to be blocking anyone that says anything, like, negative about you. We would, like
0: and granted we have blocked people before but that's like for general harassment and like
1: and for maybe like death threats yeah like we've gotten a few death threats yeah and we're like maybe we'll block you for yeah like maybe you safety. just don't get
0: access to us anymore but like lots of people had to sa- have said lots of negative things about the things that we are doing over here and great you're entitled to your opinion um go ahead keep it up like the- you can just be whoever you want to be on the internet uh it doesn't mean we have to engage with it but you're entitled to post whatever you want under my public comment section yes it's crazy i don't it's, there's not really much for me to say on this topic no. other than like i'm just not really surprised and i'm kind of just no. like over it but i can't like we can only talk about this so much like Again, like we said in the podcast last week, all you guys can do is just continue to be vocal about who you do support and who is, yeah. you know, bringing you content that you do really appreciate um, and just supporting them the best that you can. And hopefully one day. Yeah. They will also receive the access that other creators
1: do. Amen, sis. And that's enough of that. Because once again, we're done talking about men that we don't necessarily care about but i want to talk about
0: men that we do care I about i do want
1: to talk about men that we do care about and
0: the first thing on this list has caused a little bit of a tizzy i will mm-hmm. say especially in this in this group in this house in this hu- this house in
1: this house i hope i okay let's get into it here's the question that i have main <laughs> question that i have is will charles leclerc win a grammy this year because my prediction is yes yes 100 percent. and the grammy goes
0: to best new we... artist charles leclerc
1: best new artist charles leclerc. <laughs> leclerc nothing respect but respect for my bella's lullaby <laughs> like like i'm sorry we finally got Recorded music by Charles Eclair. Also, and just a beautiful piano ballad. Also, let's talk about
0: the hand shot for the photo. I it's can't. giving Mr. Darcy hand flex. Okay. Thank you so much, Thank Female you. Gaze. You crushed it, Charles. You know what the girlies want. Like, uh uh-huh. Now, my question for you is Has Nick heard this song? And can we convince him that this song is just random and you picked it to walk down the aisle to and, and so, it is
1: not Charles
0: Leclerc. So first
1: of all, he's super bought in on like a piano version of like an Ed Sheeran song. Okay. For the aisle walk. So like, that's like big on the list, but I also think that he does follow two girls. And so he's definitely seen the stories in which i'm like i will definitely be walking down the aisle to this and he hasn't said anything about it yet um he's calling your bluff unsure if he'll be supportive <laughs> of me marrying him but having my boyfriend play <laughs> play the piano as i walk down the aisle no, not sure if that's gonna hit like maybe like a little too close at to home for him <laughs>
0: He just leaves you. See. He's like, I'm
1: done. And he's like, uh, I'm actually going to leave the altar. And he's like, actually, I object. <laughs> he's objecting before it even starts. Um, <laughs> so, TBD, we'll be seeing what we can do here. But it's just like, can we believe? I just like, he did this.
0: <sighs> it's Ferrari is so frustrating to him that he's gonna pivot careers he's He's literally
1: like I'm out I can only I have to express express my frustration through the music he's like
0: like, I'm a sad boy and I need to creatively (laughs) express myself over my frustrations at Ferrari and he said I will take to the the ivory keys I will tickle the ivory keys and
1: I just we're blessed because of it so thank thank you Charles oh like thank you thank you for this blessing my heart you know what here's the thought here's the thing that i could do maybe i don't walk down the aisle to it maybe i just subtly give it to my videographer as like the background to my video oh god i don't know what's worse to be honest (laughs) to be put it like in eternity or (laughs) or
0: is it 30 seconds of you walking down the aisle i don't know what's worse like
1: (laughs) it'll be used in something
0: I'll make sure of it. Maybe
1: that's what plays at cocktail hour. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be. On
0: I want it to be the background music as I'm giving my toast.
1: <laughs> Yo, DJ, spin that shit. <laughs> it's just Charles playing piano while you. twenty
0: three one one. That sounds like a Bible verse.
1: <laughs> it really does. Okay, but like os twenty three, he definitely wrote that in Aust- Australia. 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 That's what I was trying to say, but I don't know why I said Austin. Uh, Australia. Twenty-three, obviously, and then like one-on-one or like one-to-one. It's like a one-to-one ratio, mm-hmm. or that one-on-one.
0: Is. That's what I use when I'm making one-on-ones on my calendar. Me so, too.
1: so maybe it's like <laughs> one take. Like maybe it was like a yeah, one of one. Maybe one of one. Ooh, maybe one, of one. That means he's only gonna do one. I one. was
0: gonna say, maybe we're on This is the only thing we're getting I'll from kill him. Kill myself. <laughs>
1: That's this is what I need to know. So once again, if any F1 journalists are listening and they have a chance to ask Charles Leclerc a question in the paddock, please ask about the song title.
0: Like, I'm sorry, people need to be asking. If people, if we go into Baku weekend and not a single journalist asks Charles about
1: this his song? musical career, what are you doing? Okay, there's another thing that needs to be asked in the in the media pen. You know what that is, and you all know what you it is. Know what that you is. guys know what it is. You guys know what it is because it launched me. I think on the day that our podcast dropped last week, classic. But I mean, this feels too obvious that someone's not going to ask about it. Like, but if no one asks Fernando Alonso if he's dating Taylor Swift, hysterical. First of all, it's so. It's just like so funny to me that this is like because they're okay. This is why being a fangirl is so amazing. Because, like, yes, we are delusional, but we also know a delusion when we see it. Mm-hmm. We know when something is so delusional. Like, it's so funny to me that there was a blind item on Doom Law that said that Taylor Swift had been dating. Not even a blind item. Someone just submitted it. True. Because blind items usually
0: get revealed as, like, this is a... this b-list True. actor is dating this yeah. c-list celebrity or whatever So there you know?
1: was yeah a submission on Dumois that said taylor swift is dating has been dating for one recently week. been so, seeing so specific one week for the, they've been dating for the past week um spanish f1 driver fernando alonso and first of all whoever submitted that i'm a bombastic side eye like but also i'm obsessed with you for actually doing that because i wish we made up that rumor like so many people were like this sounds like a tg1f
0: rumor and And i'm like like, i'm I'm upset that i didn't come up with that
1: like i we all
0: need you guys to start submitting that kim and lewis are dating
1: (laughs) you have to um (laughs) and but it's my favorite thing that like all the fangirlies out there saw that and were like this is hysterical like let's absolutely play the fuck out of this right now because it's so funny like we're making tiktoks we're making jokes like this is the funniest thing ever and then you have places like motorsport.com posting about it being like it's rumored <laughs> and like it's like you are t- are so serious like you
0: it's claim like, please be,
1: use your use your brain like, like you just claim to be a serious brain. outlet a serious journalist and you're saying. That you're saying this is rumored to be true. It's not rumored to be true. It was on Dumois. And, like, use your fucking brain. (laughs) Taylor Swift is not dating Fernando Alonso.
0: It's just, like, it's so funny to me to see, like, this past week I have, you know what, I hate to say it. I understand some toxic male F1 fans. I'm not going to lie to you. I understand them because I was watching people create some of the most unfunniest content that I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) And I was just like, this is why you leave F1 and Taylor Swift to the fangirls. Because we know what to do. And you guys are just really... Driving this into the ground, and it's like not funny anymore. Not funny anymore. And
1: um, if you if you haven't cared about Taylor Swift's love life in the past four weeks, and you're all of a sudden going to care about now, fuck out of here. You don't get to.
0: I'm going to gatekeep. I'll I'll give you shit about it. You don't get to join this side of the fandom just no. because suddenly there's a fake rumor that Taylor's dating Alonzo. Because I was just like, God, everyone's capitalizing on this and I'm just like, you guys are not funny and I'm so mad about it.
1: Like, but people also, just also just then diving back into, like, Taylor's dating history to be, like, she is such a, man- like, man-eater. And she would date Alonzo. Like, oh, my God, that's so tired. She was in a relationship for six years. Like, you're not funny. And they're like, you're- oh,
0: people are like, oh, she's dating an older man. Okay. Well, she dated John Mayer. And it's like, yeah, most of the men that she dated were older because of trauma. Because of trauma. And you don't and even like- know. You don't even know her trauma. So why are you trying to act out here like you are an expert on Taylor Swift's dating history. You're not. I'm gonna go to bat for my girly Taylor
1: because you don't you don't get that right. You don't get that right and stick in your stick to your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane <laughs> if you if oh if you are so mad about the fangirls talking about drivers personal lives and their wives and girlfriends then you do not get to co-opt our culture is not your costume <laughs> our culture is not you your don't costume get to just put a costume on and pretend to be a fangirl to talk about Fernando Alonso's alleged love life sit the fuck down sit down and that's you don't get tea. to do that you don't get to do that
0: anyway i'm mad this week anyways Anyways. but you know who has been who does have the right to be funny on social media about this who fernando Alonso. Fernando and you know who Alonso. has been fucking funny on social media about this <laughs> fernando. fernando Alonso. okay because he again we've said this the past couple of weeks but whoever he hired to run his social media is crushing absolutely it. crushing it they and- get it and
1: we know that they're a fangirl they have to be because they're funny they're funny. They're it's
0: nuanced. They get it. There's levels to the humor, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and they were really playing this up, and I appreciate that. Now, I think to really end this full cycle, we need to get Taylor Swift to an F one Grand Prix
1: exactly. to to just completely close the loop on this. Either that or like her final hype song before her next show starts needs to be the F one theme song. <laughs> And then she just comes out to it. That
0: would be so funny. Um,
1: yeah, but like we
0: said, I mean, we obviously did when Midnights came out. I mean, this could be a whole Easter egg situation. When Midnights came out, we assigned Drivers songs off the album. We both agreed that Fernando Alonso was anti-hero. And then he himself. And then he himself during Drive to Survive said that he's the anti-hero. And so it's all coming together. So maybe it is true.
1: Maybe we did submit this. (laughs) I think we might have started it.
0: Kate, I just have to tell you that it's perfect timing that Wella Professionals just
1: released its most luxurious hair care line, Ultimate Repair. Nicole, you are so right. In a few weeks, it's the Monaco Grand Prix, and because we're obviously manifesting that we're going to be there, we have to be looking our best and most beautiful so that we can blend in with all the celebrities that are there. We need people to think that we're the Glitterati, you know? Absolutely. But you're right. It's great timing for us because we have the ultimate repair, well as most premium line to date that takes 140 years of experience and research to deliver a product that transforms hair in only 90 seconds. It's vegan, cruelty-free, dermatologically tested, safe for colored hair, formulated without artificial dyes, and so much more. So we'll be looking and feeling like the Glitterati, that's for sure. I know that's right. The entire line includes alpha hydroxy
0: acid to rebuild hair
1: bonds from the inside and omega-9 to replenish the outside and keep hair smooth. The patented technology is the best of the best. Unlike skin, hair does not have the power to repair itself, which is why we need to use ultimate repair to rebuild the bonds inside so that we look glamorous and like we belong in the yacht marina. Yes, ma'am. For anyone who's also
0: manifesting themselves going to Monaco and wants to have celeb-worthy hair, you can purchase Ultimate Repair Miracle Hair Rescue at Alta now, or you can go to Wella.com. That's W-E-L-L-A dot com to learn more. Like, maybe, maybe we did start this rumor and, like, what of it? Um, I'm just saying... Alonzo is 5'7", 5'8", at best. And Taylor is 5'11", 6'2", in heels. I just don't think that's going to... I mean, I know Fernando's a confident guy, but I just, like, I don't see... I just don't see it working out between the two of them. I
1: also am like, when when in the past week would they have met? Taylor's been on tour. <laughs> this bitch is on tour. She ended her relationship because she was going on tour. And she's been bouncing around NYC
0: with her Gossiping girlies. with all the girlies about the girlies. shit that Joe did to her and everyone's unfollowing Joe.
1: Yeah, like... So... I'm sorry. She's, she's diving been in busy. With Fernando. Also, no offense meant to Fernando. But when they said Taylor's dating... Spanish F1 driver, my head immediately went, sorry, Isa. <laughs> She's obviously dating Carlos. But also, to Dave Fernando when, like, Lewis is there. No offense to Fernando. I'm not comparing them to... I'm just saying. <laughs> at Taylor's level of, like, stardom, the obvious bet here is that she knows Lewis and it would be Lewis. Literally. And
0: she does know Lewis. They've met before. They have met before. So. Yes.
1: And so, like, it's
0: just kind of like...
1: It's if you're going to uh, start a rumor like this, at least make it believable because like us or with make Kim it and so Lewis fucking unhinged like this that everyone knows it's fake. Like f- with Kim and Lewis, you'd be like, "You take a second And you'd be you like You would p- take pause. You'd take a beat
0: and you would be like, "That could be true." Mm-hmm. I could see that happening. Now, when you see Fernando Alonso and Taylor Swift, your brain goes, That's "No fucking shot." <laughs> So at least try and be funny about the rumors that you're submitting and make them believable, okay? So,
1: and if you're gonna comment on it, at least be funny and at least care about both sides of the rumor. <sighs> Freaking cloud chasers over here! Ooh, fucking <laughs> real. Don't come. My culture is not your costume. Fangirls out. Okay, we spoke in our teeth. Light drop on the fangirls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We won't be silenced on this. We are subject matter experts on both Fernando Alonso's dating life and Taylor Swift's dating life. So we are allowed to speak on it. You better believe it. No one reached out to us for comment. Motorsport.com. Fake. Should have had us write that article. Anyway, moving on. Word on the street
1: (laughs) is... I heard it through the grapevine. I heard it through
0: the grapevine. <laughs> Charles is talking to Mercedes and this Ooh. is apparently like a loud secret secret in the paddock secret. like a secret.
1: Webb Wilson, you know? There's <laughs> a it a secret. <laughs> Webb Wilson has a secret. Hey,
0: Charles yes. is talking to Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, things for me when my speech impediment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've discussed this. Nothing in the world is ever funnier than when your friend pronounces a word a little bit wrong.
0: Charles is talking to Mercedes, which is apparently like a known thing in the paddock. Um, Which
1: did I not bring this up? We, you yeah, did talk movie.
0: about it. We're, um, because Lewis. Lewis's contract is up next year. Um, and apparently he's like super frustrated as well. Mercedes is frustrated with him. Um, so word on the street is that there's a potential for like driver swap where Charles goes to Mercedes and Lewis goes to Ferrari. Um, and I said,
1: I said, there were rumors that people were want like, Lewis was thinking about maybe going to Ferrari. You so. did say
0: that, and I didn't believe you. I didn't.
1: Mm-mm. I didn't.
0: And I, you know, if that comes true, I will say, you told me so because it is very much i think i think it's just crazy because we've also discussed like do we think charles would ever leave ferrari and i think that's kind of crazy for him to go to mercedes but especially if mercedes is not really dominating so
1: i know is
0: charles just cursed who's to say um will lewis get ferrari shit together and then charles will feel like he's made a mistake also, who's to say? There is also apparently word on the street that Ferrari's frustrated with Carlos's um like status within the team and like how he's driving. And so, you know, we talked last Everyone's
1: week about Carlos mad.
0: potentially going to Sauber, um Alfa Romeo. And so, I don't city know. Things... Season is
1: really kicking the fuck off. Yeah, hey, it's going to be break. It's silly hey, <laughs> season is a summer break activity, yeah. not spring break. <laughs> pump Settle the brakes down. please okay Settle we can't down.
0: we can't start we this haven't already.
1: even had a single race in the 2023 <laughs> season
0: yet <laughs> season hasn't even started yet okay <laughs> which too much happening yeah so much happening but yeah it'll be interesting we'll have to go back and f- write down everything we predicted mm-hmm. for the season based on astrology and then come back to visit yeah, on we that, really need some to do of that. those things because i think we have an interesting predicament on our hands. Super interesting. Soup's interesting. You know what else is soups interesting? What? George has apparently a weird <laughs> habit, which mm-hmm. I was dying. His dad told this in an interview and he was like, Oh I George love, has
1: a weird I love when a dad a parent
0: is like... like, yeah, George has a weird habit. And I was like, oh, juicy. Can't wait to hear what it is. It's probably gonna be some like weird shit no it's just that he lines up his shoes and shirts in color order just like he did with his toy cars as a boy and i'm like yeah bitch my closet's color coordinated too you're weird. I'm weird. Great. I'm so glad that we're on the same page about color coordinating. I wanted some juicy gauze about weird George. Also, like,
1: you see how George dresses? I'm not surprised. Like, he's always matching. It's like he's got three colors. He's got blue, green,
0: gray, and white. Like that's what yeah. he wears. Like it's four. not. Okay, four. Whatever. <laughs> Let it slide, Kate. (laughs) Just
1: on me today, okay? Really? I'm just like, (laughs) have a good time. English, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well, interesting. Okay, so you organize your closet by color. Mm -hmm. I organize mine by clothing type. Mm. And, like, usually it goes from heavy to light. So, like, I do, like, all my jackets and then I have sweaters and then I have Long sleeves, and then I have short sleeves, and then I have tank tops, and then I have like strapless like tube tops.
0: Hmm. I mean that makes sense. I
1: just do it by
0: color because I like the way that it looks in my closet. I like so that. I also color, you know, I color code my apps on my phone. I do you know They're that rainbow order. Well, you know so. that
1: I, you know that I, um, was running out of storage on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I did delete a shit ton of apps the other day out of pure frustration and so now i need to go through and like fix these things I need to fix them to make because now it's just so random so i was thinking about color coordinating but just it's the like best process
0: to be fair i think it's i was also
1: thinking about maybe alphabetizing them because i love mm. an alphabetized list that feels like you i love an alphabetized list that feels like you
0: <clears throat> okay also on the the list of things that is pretty crazy to see is that Seb potentially returning to Red Bull, Ooh. not as a driver, but Helmet Marco has hinted that maybe Seb takes over for him and the junior recruitment team. Um, which so would we're replacing be... the
1: devil with an angel,
0: exactly. News. yeah. Um, and like everyone is like really in favor of this helmet has really has said we talk a lot uh so i think you know that's a good sign we're all eager to see sub's involvement back in formula one such an icon um especially in the sport. He, like
1: red bull i feel like he can make such a good difference
0: there yeah um and you know yuki's been quoted saying like Hell yeah, I think Seb would do such an incredible job with like the junior program. He has such a lot. He has like so much knowledge and um, has worked with Red Bull for for so long. Obviously, he won all of his titles with Red Bull, right? He has a history there. So who knows? Maybe we'll see the return of Sebastian Vettel on our screens very soon and have a replacement for Helmet Marco because we're
1: huge news. Sick of that guy, so yeah, he absolutely like possesses, he like demonically possesses Seb's so that he can stay. <laughs> he allows Seb would never allow a walk in, okay, and you know that <laughs> I know that to be true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i put up put all of the driver updates drama on the on the schedule today so it's me teaching kate about what's going on in <laughs> f1 i've week. had a
1: really 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 busy couple of weeks of like real life um i've been really letting tg slip and i feel really bad about it so thank you for picking up the slack <laughs> that's um, okay
0: on- you're, you're on vacation next week i got it um i just wanted to talk a little bit about logan Sargent. Because- i would want to I truly, he is our all American boy. He really is.
1: <laughs> He's eating pizza in New York. He's <laughs> posing atop the Empire State Building.
0: He's cruising through Brooklyn. Um, it's just like I'm getting wholesome vibes from him. And you know how last year we had a conversation about how Mick is really the all American boy and he fits into like all of the traditional, like, male character rom-com, like, yeah. male leads. Logan is really picking up that slack. Like, he is... he His see, face I, is so trustworthy.
1: Yeah. I would see him as, like... Where Mick is, like, the all-American quarterback. I feel like Logan fits more, like, the friend who's also really good, but he's, like, not... He's, like, a supporting... You know you know American who I see
0: star. Logan as is, like, have you ever seen The Hating Game? Yes. I imagine him as kind of, like,
1: the... I'm thinking, like, the bad the boy. snotty, like a little bit kind like, of,
0: like, enemies to lovers type where you think that yeah, he's, like, yeah, really yeah, yeah, mean. Because yeah. he has kind of, like, that pretty boy face where you're, like, I know that you yes we're in a frat in college and like you probably work in finance and like your parents come from a lot of money and so like that's the vibe he's giving Like
1: super wholesome like quarterback of the football team but he's just a really great guy who like donates to charity and he like (laughs) He's volunteering all the he, time. At the boys and
0: girls club. Like and he, he like
1: yeah. has like a little yellow lab or like a golden retriever and he's just like a pickup wearing truck. Sweaters. You know my whole thing with me is that like, he's just wearing sweaters. Oh, he loves and, a like, sweater. But like Logan is one that's like a little bit like darker. He it's yeah. like they could play a movie in a movie where it's like a love triangle and there are the two leads and one of them is like super super wholesome all-american and the other one is like also kind of all-american but like a little bit like douchier or like the kind of like the darker bad boy Mm -hmm. but they're both really nice and you can't really choose between them
0: yeah no i agree i just like logan's pr team is doing a really good job of showcasing his I will not even say personality, because I don't know if we're getting too much personality, but, like, they're staging him in a very relatable way, and it's working. Yeah. It is working. With they're
1: doing... It's like they're doing a lot without really doing anything. Because yes. they're not really giving us anything. They're not giving mm-hmm. us his personality. They're not letting us get to really know him, but they're, they're making his image very likable. Right. Right. And I think we'll
0: i hope to see a little bit more from him yeah um i think especially like around miami i think like we've like seen a, a similar progression with esteban right where i think yeah. they started esteban kind of on like the slow drip of just like fun instagram photos and then he kind of came onto the scene and like really let
1: his personality shine i and, also feel the same way about lando yeah because when he came on the scene, no one really talked about him He was not really in Drive to Survive. It was Carlos. It was, mm-hmm. like, very much all about Carlos. And Lando was just kind of there. But yeah. then, obviously, throughout the years, like, he's, like, become such, like, a main character in F1. That I feel like that's kind of a little bit for Logan, too.
0: Yeah. And I think that kind of ties into something else we're talking about, which is... Botez saying recently that you know it's a shame drivers struggle to show off their personalities yeah um and you know he did a whole interview about how you know he's really come into himself and you know he's like obviously we have lewis and Daniel ricardo and and sebastian who really have showcased their big personalities and really made a splash in the sport and he's like I think it comes down to the fact that there's a lot of money in the sport and big corporations are involved. So everyone has to be like very buttoned up and like nothing can be really said. And he says specifically on the rookies, that rookies are really trained to be like seen and not heard. And it's kind mm. of like, they're not really allowed to showcase any personality in their first couple of years in formula one, which, yeah. you know, I think Valtteri really took an issue with Um, and he was like, I, as a rookie, couldn't even possibly imagine showing up in flip flops and a tank top <laughs> to the paddock. Um, and so, maybe we're just seeing that with Logan, where he totally. has had such a buttoned-up image leading up into yeah. his Formula One debut. That maybe, at, if he continues to stay in the sport, he'll gain more confidence. More people will want to see a different side of him, and yeah. you know we'll we'll get it. We'll get to see that more personality from him.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: I would love to see it. Obviously, Me he's, too. you know, he's one of the first American drivers in the sport. And, like,
1: he's just an American boy.
0: We're supposed to be, like, unhinged on social media. So, like, let's, let's <laughs> Let him see go. It. He's let's also from go. Florida. He's yeah, from like, Florida. Florida. Florida man. man. <laughs> also, uh, I don't know if you have been up to date on the Michael Schumacher drama that's been happening.
1: <laughs> About, like, the AI yes. interview? Yes. Yeah. Yeah
0: um so for those of you who don't know there was an interview that came out in a german magazine like last week um and it basically was saying that it was a first interview with michael schumacher since his accident and everyone was like what the fuck and then in small print you find out that this is an interview generated by ai um and they didn't like oh dangerous they didn't like preface they didn't like um, you know, ask the family for use of Michael's name or likeness or anything. And so it was basically just like a really, really bad PR move for this magazine. Apparently, the editor has been fired um, for letting this slide. And apparently, Last I heard, the Schumacher family will be taking legal action against this magazine. But I don't Had know if... Should. I don't know if because it was, like, deleted and dropped and, you know, sanctions were made that they might drop the lawsuit. But yeah, pretty crazy. Um, artificial like intelligence. Crazy. We're in an era of artificial intelligence, kind of I'm like a gray zone where anything could really happen and people are not sure what that line is. I'm scared. Absolutely.
1: The robots, they do be coming for us. (laughs) (laughs) Robots are going to steal our jobs. They really might. Okay, <laughs> please tell me why Nikita Mazapin is suing Canada. <laughs> That's the headline. Please Nikita tell me. Mazepin sues Canada.
0: Please and tell me. I know you I know we said last year that we would never speak about Nikita Mazapin on this podcast ever again. But when you see a headline that says you have Nikita Mazapin plans to sue a whole country,
1: yeah, you gotta do it.
0: You have to speak on it. And so I said, I'm gonna read that. I'm gonna click into that. Um and so apparently Canada has set up sanctions that like no one who like works with Russians or like has any ties to the oligarchy or whatever, um, Russian businesses is allowed to like work in Canada. Um, and so basically he's saying that it's discriminatory and it is impeding his ability to get back into Formula One because he's not allowed to race in Canada um, because he would technically Buddy. be working. Um, and so he plans to sue the entire country um, to allow him to race in Canada in some sort of capacity so I'm uh, screaming that's <laughs> hysterical so we'll see how that goes I I guess I'll follow closely um we all know litigation moves very slowly so like who knows But this could get go to trial in like three years who's to say um but it's I don't know what the legal the legality of this is but he has plans to sue it's kind of like you know in despicable me where he's like i'm gonna steal the moon that's kind of (laughs) what it feels like with nikita maspin saying he's gonna sue canada when kanye's like how much does the earth cost i'm gonna buy the whole earth um that's nikita with suing canada yeah
1: interesting 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 very interesting
0: (laughs) yeah fuck that guy
1: (laughs) yeah fuck that guy moving on (laughs) Um, The Met Gala Mm -hmm. is next week. First Monday in May. Monday. The first Monday in May is back. And do we think that Lewis is going to (sighs) go? It's hard to say. In the middle of two races. It's like back to back. And it's in Baku. It's not even like it's like. I know, but they got to come
0: to America anyway because it's Miami. Right. So it's like not that out of the question. Right. Like they could take the overnight fly Mm -hmm. out of Baku get to New York in the, in the morning and start getting ready. Like it doesn't feel like yeah. that out of the question, especially because they probably have a lot of media obligations in America this week. That's the so fall, true. like this upcoming week anyway. Um, so that's I why I'm be surprised if Lewis is there. I'll I wouldn't that. be surprised if Lewis is there, but I'm also questioning. I wonder if with such the cultural moment that formula one is having, if we're going to see any other drivers attend or like past drivers or kind of like people in the
1: f1 space that's a good question you
0: know like i i think that we're gonna see um a bigger even just motorsport
1: presence i think at the met gala this year um i mean i personally if we're talking motorsports i wouldn't be surprised if some of like the female Like women drivers are there like I'm thinking like a Tony Breidinger I'm thinking Mm -hmm. Mm yeah I'm thinking like some of these like I I would be I wouldn't be surprised if they're there I feel like Tony has been having such like a moment yeah working with all these beauty companies and like fashion brands like that I feel like and she's American so I like Mm -hmm. feel like that I would see I could see that I'm unsure about other F1 drivers yet because like Yeah, they've been in like GQ, but I just don't really think they've hit like the upper echelon, echelon, Mm -hmm. echelon. Echelon. I don't think they've hit like the upper echelon of fashion outlets. And like, I like Lewis could be in vogue. Lewis would be in vogue. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone else is there yet. I'm not saying, like, they never will, but I do think they need to continue. Like, I I could see, honestly, I don't know. I, I mean... People get invited, though, because they are no. big names
0: and they have influence, right? So, like, yeah. I think it's less about... Because, obviously, a lot of the times we're disappointed by the Met Gala looks, especially with men, because they show up in fucking black yeah. suits and ties. Like, it's so boring, right? But I, I think like- when it comes down to it, it's, like, mostly just, like, cultural relevance and who yeah. has influence
1: that's that. Season. i would fucking love to see what joe would wear yeah joe would show up stunting on him. yeah like i'm <clears throat> like i feel like
0: it could like i doesn't feel far off for like charles to be invited to the yeah. Gala, you know
1: what i'm saying yeah i mean they do like work. i mean charles works with armani all the time mm-hmm. like i mean yeah i could see it i just say wonder well because what this the theme is carl lagerfield this year right yeah so I also maybe could see like the Brits in the grid.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like yeah. I mean, we don't really have anyone obviously he did was big with Chanel. Right. Chanel's not a big Formula
1: 1. Like outside of Lewis is maybe George and Carmen. Mm. They have the Mercedes tie to Lewis. Mm-hmm. and also I feel like they have been the most like outwardly like fashionable. Like Carmen wears Tommy Hilfiger all the time. Tommy yeah. always dresses people for the Met. Like, yeah, I feel like maybe I would could see them going because more almost like more of Carmen. Yeah, <laughs> like I
0: mean, George did just post that photo of him at the spa. Like, maybe they're they're prepping. prepping.
1: I don't know. I think it might take another couple years before That's we fair. see anyone other than Lewis. Yeah, uh, it just feels like it's the,
0: becoming I mean, such a schedule. cultural moment that it's yeah. like
1: I think with the schedule I mean, who knows? Maybe Danny goes because yeah. he is like kind of the face of F1 like from Drive to Survive and he's not driving so like mm-hmm. his schedule is a little bit more open like maybe yeah. we see him but I also I don't... know that he's been I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I just, I i have my eyes peeled because I feel like motorsports having such a revival right now yes. and like formula one, such a cultural moment. And so like, I, f- it doesn't feel as out of the realm of possibility as it did a couple of years ago. Totally. Right. So like, totally. I think, you know, w- whether it's this year or in the next one to two years, I think we're definitely going to see a bigger F1.
1: I would almost think it, next year or the year after, Mm -hmm. whenever all of these movies come out. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I think when, like, Brad Pitt's movie comes out, I think when the movie that Lewis is working on is out, like, I think, mostly I think when, like, the Brad Pitt movie and, like, the Adam Driver movie and whatever Mm -hmm. this other Ferrari one that's being worked on are out, like, I could see that. Like, with the Ferrari ones, I could see the Ferrari drivers going. Yeah, Whoever's on Team Ferrari at that point, I could see them going as kind of almost like movie promo yeah that's I think when we'll really see it
0: you know obviously
1: Alfatari
0: did the New York Fashion Week moment this year um Alpha Tari is a fashion brand um and so yeah. like is it that out of the realm of possibility that Yuki and Nick DeVries are at the Gala this year
1: of anyone I don't think it would be them <laughs> well they are I, the, wish. I mean I'm just saying yeah I mean it's all possible it's it's, it's all, all possible, possible. yeah Okay.
0: I'm um, super
1: excited for this little game that we're going to play. Yes. Super excited. So we started this podcast episode start talking about books. And we're going to play a little book game here. And essentially what we're going to do is imagining that the F1 drivers are in book clubs. And which book clubs are they in? what books are they reading and like which like which book is each book club reading and who chose that book and why yes so so we, we split have, it up. we split yeah. it
0: up into different genre book clubs
1: so there just are one, because two, three, like four made sense six types of book clubs that we have the first is a fantasy romance book club the second is a murder mystery slash true crime book club third a sci-fi book club fourth historical fiction, fifth biography and memoir book club, and sixth a self-help book club. So, um, let's take it from the top, uh, fantasy romance book club. Who from the grid is in your fantasy romance book club? Alex Albon. Mhm.
0: He gives he just gives me mischievous vibes. Like I feel like he's someone who has a strong imagination and just like really likes to dive in deep world building and like lore that just feels like Alex Albon to me yes I have him too okay perfect um and I also think secretly Lando oh is into sci-fi or um into fantasy because I think we talked about LARPing and I, you know, I think Lando would secretly, is like secretly into the yes, situation. Yes, I love that.
1: Okay, should I say my list then? Yes. You can say if you like agree? Okay, in my fantasy romance book club on the grid, I have Charles, Yuki, Alex Albon, and Lance Stroll. Mm. Now Charles, I think, he, I think he's a very romantic person. We've seen him and other drivers on the grid say he's one of the most romantic people. I also it's think it's hard like, because
0: you put fantasy and romance in the same category. Well, I'm
1: thinking like I'm thinking like book talk girlies. Like I'm thinking okay. the people that are reading fantasy novels and like the Colleen Hoover and Emily Henry, yeah. like, these like fun, like playful romances. Yeah. And then like fantasy romances. So I'm thinking okay. like, you know, the books we read. Basically, this is like Arba Club. Got um it. so Charles, I feel like is just like a very romantic kind of person. He plays the piano. Like I feel like he's just very like in touch with his emotions. So I put him. Yuki, I think just likes fantasy. Like I can see it. Like I, you know that he loves, um, like I know that he loves like comics and he loves, um, anime. And I just feel like he definitely loves like a nice fantasy fiction thing. I also feel like I know that he loves a love story. I just know that uh alban agree with you and then i pick lance stroll because i feel like i'm always learning new things about him yeah and surprising to me that's and fair i feel like when he was dating sarah he just felt very romantic and like all of the stuff that he would post in the videos i was like you're very much giving man written by a woman right now <laughs> and so i feel like you've learned that from like reading fantasy romance novels okay and then the book that i have them reading right now is Acatar. In my brain I want them to be reading Acatar. And I think that Albon would pick that. And I think he would be he would choose it because Lily probably was reading it and he wants to be able to talk to her about it. So he was like, "Boys, we're reading A Court of Thorns and Roses." And it was very much like influenced by Lily. That's fair. I see that. That's a good one. I feel like it's also having just like it's everywhere right now. So, yeah, it's having a renaissance. Yeah, so I feel like it's, like, something that he would have seen. He's like, okay, well, everyone's liking this. Lily's reading it. I want to be able to talk to her about it. So, like, we're reading this book. Yeah. Okay. So that's my fantasy romance book club. I want to be a part of that, to be honest. That's the same. All right. So our next little book club is right. a murder mystery true crime book club. And I... In my book club here, I have Max, Carlos, Alonso, and Nico Hulkenberg. Okay. I have Botaz, Alonso, Ocon, and Pierre. Oh, okay. I like that. I put Max in here because I feel like he's very serious all the time, and I feel like a lot of things would bore him. Like I feel like he's he like is very easily like bored. He's like I'm not like this is not holding my attention. So I feel like he would really need like a suspenseful like gripping uh, mm. storyline to like keep his attention and like keep him in it. I had a similar thought about Max, but that's why I put him in sci-fi.
0: Okay, okay, we're jumping uh, ahead, but that's okay. that was my argument for why I put Max Got in it. sci-fi was because I felt like he he's so serious that I think he needs to read something that takes him out of whatever situation he's in. So I think he could also be in like the fantasy because I think Mm -hmm. he needs to like
1: be out of his body for a little bit
0: and like read something
1: that's like so out of this world. I felt like that too, but I also felt like he's such a realist that I don't think he would be able to do, like, the suspension of disbelief in order to, like, get into fantasy or sci-fi, where I feel like he'd be like, that wouldn't happen, like, magic doesn't exist, or, like, this wouldn't happen. So I I was like, okay, murder mystery, I feel like is, like, suspenseful and, like, action-packed enough and, like, would make him think, but wouldn't make him have to, like do the whole suspension of disbelief
0: i'm giving him the benefit of the doubt and that similar to what we were just talking about with botas and like personalities are not always coming through on the grid is that i think he is very much healing his inner child and (laughs) wants to be able to suspend the disbelief so i think that he's soft enough to be able to be like Okay, this is fun and this is interesting to consider. Yeah. I think we give him the the personality trait of being a realist too much to an extreme. Fair so I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt that he can use his imagination um and is able to kind of put himself in these different worlds.
1: That's fair. Uh I also had Carlos in here because I just feel like Carlos I just feel like Carlos would be someone that like loves a mystery and like loves to be like loves the like aha moment when like all the pieces come together mm-hmm. like I just feel like he would think that's so fun he's also someone that I feel like like me would like probably loves magic and like I feel like he likes that feeling of like being tricked and trying to like put things together and then like but not always doing it and then yeah like, realizing like oh that makes sense like all these things like I feel like he loves that feeling like I just feel like that would be like very much him
0: Yeah, I put um, Botas in this category similarly because I think that he is very much just someone who, you know, likes solving problems and like likes figuring things out. And so I think he would be really into, like, having a whiteboard and trying to figure (laughs) out where the plot is going and, like, who did it.
1: Yeah. Um, I had Alonzo in here just because, like why would I not have Alonzo in here and then I also put Nico Hulkenberg in here in that like I just kind of similar to Carlos like I feel like he's kind of like has like a really like fun playful energy and like probably like I don't know if he would go true crime like I feel like he would be more like murder mystery and just like those like more like Fun, lighthearted, like mystery yeah. novels, and trying to put that together.
0: I put Ocon and Pierre in this category because they were they would be forced to be in a group together um, to solve <laughs> a crime together as a team building activity.
1: Hysterical, yeah. They're actually <laughs> doing an escape room.
0: <laughs> they have to they yeah, have to yeah. solve the crime. <laughs> they have to solve the murder as um, team building and forced friendship.
1: Dead. Um, for the book that I have them reading, uh, I had the new like you book for you and only you a joe goldberg novel i didn't even is that was it a book before it was a series i think or i don't know i literally found it on amazon and it like just (laughs) came out and i think it was a book i think you is a book series
0: i would love for um this book club to try and do what is the like unsolvable book series hold on give me one second i need to text lily about this because she will know it's like only like four people have ever solved
1: yeah okay it's, it's like a it's set a of novel books that uh, that inspired the netflix series sorry you was a novel a series yes i know what you're talking about though the book that is like unsolvable and people are like because yeah. there's like a page missing or something or like there's a bunch of pages missing kane's drawbone. yes Yes, it's yeah, it's um, a narrative driven puzzle novel that to date only four people have solved. Yeah,
0: and that's I, I would like to think that
1: they said, we can do it. It's like, yeah, the pages have been (laughs) printed in a haphazard order, um, and you have to, like, sort the pages into only one correct order, revealing six murder victims and their respective murderers. Yeah. Uh, Hysterical. That's what I think that they would be reading, um, because they would simply be, like...
0: um would it have been
1: a team effort to choose it or like whose turn would it have been and who chose that book
0: um I certainly think that it would have been um Alonzo because he would have the confidence to think that
1: they could solve it he'd be like no easy I got this I had so like for you and only you a Joe Goldberg novel is the newest one I think it just came out I had Carlos picking that uh, because he likes the show like, I feel like he would be like, I like this show. Like, let's read this book. And it's new. And, like, maybe there's, like, a new thing. And he would get into that. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Next is Sci-Fi Book Club. And so you already said Max and who else is in mm-hmm. your Sci-Fi Book Club? Lando. Or I already said Lando for
0: fantasy. Oh, yeah. um, Nico and Yuki.
1: Okay. Interesting. Like that. Um, I have Perez, pierre lando and oscar i think perez is someone that i could see like secretly being super down with aliens like Mm -hmm. actually like really (laughs) believing in aliens like i headcanon perez is an alien believer (laughs) his Um, tinfoil hat is on tinfoil hat always on so but like i don't know conspiracy (laughs) theory in my brain is that like perez like super believes in aliens and that's just like a personality trait he keeps like under the radar uh pierre i feel like is always like i feel like he's just trying like he's in crypto now and i just feel like he's very much like science like he would be like super into this to be like this could happen like bitcoin is not science let's be clear i know but i'm just thinking that like if that's where his interests lie i feel like he would be interested in like what kind of science fiction things could happen and like technology and like robots and stuff that's fair I also had Lando because I feel like kind of similar to why you put him in fantasy. Like he loves um, gaming. And so I feel like if you like love playing video games, like you're probably super into like, you could be into sci-fi. Yeah. And I have Oscar here because I feel like Oscar wouldn't know where to go. And so he would just like stick with Lando, who's his teammate.
0: I already explained why I have Max in yep. the book club. Right. Um, But I also have Nico and Yuki. Um, Yuki, I think is just like, into some weird stuff like i think that he's not afraid (laughs) to just be like super out there about things yes um uh, and so i think yuki also believes in aliens um Mm -hmm. because why wouldn't he like that just gives yuki vibes right um totally and then i also put nico here as a wild card because i think we don't know too too much about him but i think he gives off kind of the energy of like a, a guy, you, yeah, a guy you meet at the bar who you have like all of these pretenses about, and then he just kind of like whips out all of these like nerdy activities that he's yeah. really into. And so That's I think good. he would just be like, if they were forced to like pick out of these book clubs, I think he would be like, yeah, I'm in for sci-fi. Like, let's fucking do it. Yeah, like, let's see.
1: Well, my choice is that Lando picked Dune as a cop-out because he saw the movie and so he doesn't have to read the book. (laughs) Like when you pick your book report book on a book that's been turned into a movie and you basically write your book report on the movie and then your teacher's like, I know that you didn't read this book. (laughs) That's Lando in Book Club. You don't have to have one if you don't want. No, I'm going to pick one. You know what? You know what I'm going
0: to say? I'm going to say they're going to read this book called... Neuromancer and Yuki's gonna have picked it because he was in charge of picking the book and he did what I just did, which was Google sci fi books, and that was the first one that came up.
1: <laughs> okay, hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> I love that.
0: Um, <laughs> he's gonna be like, um, this one, uh, We're yeah, on this month.
1: One. They're like, So which he, book did you choose? He's be? gonna he's be like, like oh, <laughs> <shit.">
0: <laughs> This one actually, I had it saved, yeah, I had it saved for a that very was, long time.
1: <laughs> okay, next is historical fiction book club. who do
0: you have here? Okay, I have Checo, Carlos, K-Mag, and Logan. Okay, tell is me This is kind of like a wild card group. More. Um, more. I think Checo is in here because I think he's definitely... Obviously, we've already touched on the fact that he's into the, the Pope and, and the Catholic faith. And so I think, you know, he's down for reading some sort of historical fiction in the time of... Catholicism right okay. like yep. back in the day like where Love. it's it's Knight's Templar whatever and then I had Carlos here just because I think obviously he's talked about how Issa got him into jazz um mm. and so I think he's a little bit of a contemporary and I think he's you know kind of wanting to level up his his smartness and so I can see him wanting to be like well I don't want to read just like any fiction so I'll read something that's like kind of true. Mm so i can at least like be up to date yeah. on like historical time periods um and be smart in front of my super smart and accomplished girlfriend k mag obviously he's just he gives off big viking energy so i think he would just be Sorry, like man. i want to read a book about the vikings um and i put logan here just because i think that he um doesn't really fit anywhere else to
1: be honest so oh, i only had one person in this book club oh okay And I have George. Okay. George just feels like someone that would, like, love a historical fiction and, like, would be, like, I don't know. I just can so see it. Like, him almost feeling a little pretentious about it. Um, Book club of one. Book club of one. um, And which is kind of funny that I, I say all that because, like, I love historical fiction novels. Like, I'm a big historical fiction girly. But, like, I feel like George would just, like, love that. I don't know. He always is giving, like, Posh British, and Mm -hmm. I feel like he would just like love to read like a a novel that's like a little bit fake, but like about like the wars. That's fair. Um, He's
0: reading the American Girl doll books,
1: (laughs) so I (laughs) I do. I have him reading all the light we cannot see. Which, Mm, by the way, I love that book. It's my favorite book of all time. It's being made into a movie now, and so I think it's like really funny because, like, okay, this is so elitist of me, but like, I read this book like several years ago. And then it, like, really, like, has lately been, like, popping off and having, mm-hmm. like, a moment where everyone is, like, talking about it now. And, like, there was a moment a couple of years ago, and now it's kind of back. And I feel like I – I just feel like George would be someone to be like, oh, I'm reading this book. Have you ever heard of it? And it's like, yeah, like, several <laughs> years ago. And he's like, this new up-and-coming book, it's being turned into a movie. And, like, he's, like, kind of, like, feeling very cool about reading it. And it's like, yeah, that was, like, very cool, like, several years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why I have in that. Um, and, and he picked the book because he's the only one in the book club. Uh, and then, okay, next is Biography and Memoir Book Club. And I think, no, okay, I have, I was going to say, I think this one that I have the most people in Mm. it, um, but I don't have equal to sci-fi and murder mystery. Okay. I have George,
0: Joe, and Nick in this group.
1: Mm, okay.
0: And I have, um joe and joe's gonna be picking the book in this one too and it's gonna be a kobe bryant book dead um and he is just so enthusiastic about it that everyone else also wants to be in this book club with him um i I feel like george for the similar reason why you have him in historical fiction i have him in in biography is that it's kind of like pretentious and like he can say oh i'm like only reading like biographies by like really smart people right now Like I'm in <laughs> yeah this phase where i'm trying to consume a lot of content from like really smart people um and you're kind of like okay well i read little smutty fiction books and i love them so fuck off um and then again i had nick here just because i think that he just doesn't really
1: i don't know too much about him and i felt right fair enough so i have botas joe magnuson and logan Sargent. okay the club i think botas and i i just kind of feel like so like botas and magnuson very much similar to each other I, they're both finnish right mm-hmm. no nah. um, and where's Magnuson? denmark Something one
0: might like. be danish one's finnish yeah I that's i'm think. thinking
1: but like i just feel like they're very like they're both nordic it's fine they're both super nordic i feel like they're like i just want to like I don't know. I feel like they would love like a biography about people that they care about and they're not really wasting time on like silly little fantasies or anything. Like they're just very more like going to read about something that's real and true and like whatever. Like I just feel like, you know, a sports star, like an F1 driver, an athlete that they care about, like they would read that or or something. I also feel like Botas doesn't have a lot of time. He's biking all the time. Like he's like, what am I going to do? I don't have time to read a series I'm going to read something that's, like, kind of quick and easy. Joe, I just feel like, is kind of literary, and I feel like he appreciates Mm -hmm. a smart mind and wants to read about it. And then Logan, I feel like, is very much in here for, like, reading, like, sports athletes' books. And so I have him choosing the book here, and I have him choosing TB12, (laughs) the Tom Brady memoir. (laughs) super american of him and i think he picked the book because he's the only american on the grid and this is what's really called football to him and he's um just trying to bring a little american sports into into the grid i love that (laughs) all right final
0: category is
1: self-help book club self-help
0: book club and i think we both know who's number one on this list
1: <laughs> we both know
0: and that's lewis hamilton mr
1: lewis carl <laughs> davidson hamilton
0: um he's walking around with the sign-up sheet um and he's like yeah. the self-help book club but i also have charles and oscar oh, okay. and Fun. addition danny in this category okay. as well yeah,
1: screaming yeah <laughs> and i think obviously lewis we know why danny specifically <laughs> he's like you have to be in here with me <laughs>
0: um obviously we know why lewis is in the self-help book because mm-hmm. he's the king of motivational mondays self-help bettering yourself um I think Charles is in here because he is going through it right now. (laughs) Just generally just generally. And he's like, I need some guidance on how to pick myself up and put myself back together. Um, So I think he's, you know, following in Lewis's footsteps to be like, I just need to figure it out. Um, And I think similarly with Piastri, he's kind of, had an interesting rise into formula one a lot of people were pretty angry at him i think he's received a lot of backlash it has not yeah, been going super well for him um this season so far so i think he's probably a little down on his luck and and looking to pick himself back up and i think similarly with why i have danny in here as well as just kind of like yeah. makes sense where are you back. now um, <laughs> and how to get from a to z um yeah
1: so yeah what book do you have them reading? Give me your list first. All right. So I have Lewis Ocon and Nick DeVries in here. Okay. Lewis is obvious. Obviously. Nick, I feel like I have him in here almost because I feel like Nick has been really trying really hard to get into F1 for a while and I, he's finally here and I think he just needs a little extra motivation to know like I'm supposed to be here. I'm meant to be here and it's going to be okay and like I can do this. Um, And then I have Ocon in here because we all know that Elena has been on her self-help book journey. And so she is forcing him to be in this group uh, to read the same books as her. That's fair. And then for the book that I have them reading, I have Lewis picking the book because he leads this group and he's the mm-hmm. only one that chooses the books here. Okay, okay. Um, that's the that's the name of the game. Them's the me. rules. <laughs> Lewis is like, let me tell you, I got a bookshelf full of books for this group, and he is reading a new book that's out that I found called "Outlive: The Science and Art of Longevity." Ooh, okay. And he's very inspired by it. Uh, he watched the Chris Hemsworth show on disney plus where chris hemsworth learns how to live longer and healthier and so he's really inspired by that and so he found this book and he is trying to absorb the science and the art of long long living okay. well i also have lewis picking the book um and this
0: book is the perfectionist guide to losing control because like i that. think they're all control freaks i think you have to be to be peak performance athlete. uh, But I also think that you can get yourself into some hot water by being perfectionist and uh, not allowing space for failure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they, everyone in this group could use a little bit of help on how to let go a little bit.
1: I love that. That was really fun. that's, that's F1 book club. I really enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun doing that. (laughs) Anything going on in the girls room? Not much. My first note for the girls room is like, I need more. The Wags yeah. are really slacking this year. And like, they're really just not giving me a lot. Like, no one's showing up to races. And like, no one's really doing anything fun. And I won't lie, I miss Charlotte. Charlotte gave me. <laughs> we I never need. thought that we never would thought say I'd that. Never I'd it, but Charlotte always gave the content. You know, she was always trying hard. She was always doing something. She was putting in the work.
0: I think the um, problem is
1: like everyone's kind of single right now. Like a lot, there's like know, not there's too not- many wags, you know? know? So it's like we, it's slim pickings. And I just like want to see like more wags friendships. Like they just need to be back in the paddock. That's, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, Lewis was spotted at Coachella with Juliana Nalu, mm-hmm. who was the girl that was with him in Antarctica. So yeah. people are very much speculating. Um, I think it's probably like just like a casual fling and it, you know, yeah. when they're both free. Yeah. happens but i don't think it's like a legit romance i don't yeah. think lewis has the capacity for that right now especially in this his little career slump especially Even never um louisa was also at coachella not a current mm. wag but always a wag in our heart uh and she showed the fuck up yeah, she, she showed up she showed up um, I love her. The so butterfly sweet. top,
0: I loved.
1: The butterfly top. I loved the blue swimsuit with, like, the orange, almost, like, fishnet dress over. Yes. With, like, the sick, like, Kim Kardashian-esque sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She looked so good. She came to slay. She did. She was not playing around at Coachella. No. And that's basically it. That's, like, basically all I have. Uh, So... Hopefully we'll see some more wags in the paddock. I mean, Miami's coming and then it's like really kicking off European yeah. race season. So I think we should be, we should be good. Yeah. All
0: right. In terms of chaos corner, it's my week this week. Yeah, it is. And the one thing I wanted to talk about is that Brad Pitt will be racing Lewis Hamilton. What? At the Brad-ish, British Grand Prix. The
1: Brad-ish, they're actually renaming it the Bradish Grand Prix for Brad Pitt.
0: The British, I'm like really struggling to talk to you today. The British Grand Prix for the F1 movie that they're filming. Okay, um, dead I know, and it's crazy because it's like he's like getting into an actual F1 car, um, and he's received special permission to film the movie, and it's like risking billions of in of pounds in cars. Which okay, let's well it's a little dramatic, and also
1: however much insurance is <laughs> just on Brad Pitt, in right? General. Right, um, his face is insured for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um It says, quote, watching Brad Pitt leading the field in the British Grand Prix will be an incredible and surreal moment for TV viewers and fans at Silverstone this July. So I don't know, like, when this is happening in terms of, like, the weekend and if it's happening, like,
1: live in front practice, of practice, how Alive's many cars audience. are
0: going to be on the track. But apparently it's, like, going to be with a lot of cars in the scene. Um, and so I just find this so interesting and i'm really looking forward to this weekend to see how it goes okay well
1: that makes me think they should definitely be doing a filming of the ferrari movie in monza when we're there fingers crossed okay incredible chaos yeah i was just
0: like that is that's a headline we
1: had to read about
0: yeah that's something we definitely
1: had to read about yeah all right let's hop into manifest minute Uh, i'll let you i'll let you do this one it's a very special manifest minute this week very 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 special it is very special it's very urgent Um, very urgent this week's manifest minute goes
0: out to someone who is very close to the tg1f family you guys all know her you all love her at this point um her name is kaylee and she is our president of director. I don't even know what her title is president these days. President president of Community Outreach. Um, and she is off on a solo trip to France Pilly. next week, two weeks from now, soon. And she's going for a friend's wedding, but she's also doing a little solo traveling. So she has asked for us to collectively manifest that she finds the love of her life on this trip. An international romance. And we can get behind that. And we mm-hmm. want nothing but the best for our dear friend, Kaylee. So we're going to use our powers this week to manifest lifelong love for our for our BFF. So if everyone can please close your eyes. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. And really just imagine Kaylee. You guys should all know what Kaylee looks like at this point. We've posted a lot of photos of her. <laughs> uh, Kaylee is on a little... Patio in Paris. She's sipping her afternoon espresso, and a very gorgeous man stumbles upon her table and says, Is this seat taken? Excusez-moi. Excusez-moi.
1: excusez-moi. P- pardon? <laughs> Is this. Uh, <laughs> excusez-moi. Uh, um, you have that certain je ne sais quoi.
0: et uh, <laughs> toi um, <laughs> And she says, Oh my god, it's totally free. Who, moi? Who, moi? Who, <laughs> moi? Um, no, it's free, absolutely. Take a seat. And guess what? It's her soulmate. And he says, There you are. I've been looking for you. Oh,
1: is, are you lost, baby girl? Are and, you lost, um... baby girl? <laughs> it's her it's like going around at the Louvre with a map. And someone comes up to and says, Are you lost, baby girl? Are you lost,
0: baby girl? <laughs> are you um, lost
1: more and Kaylee would absolutely say, Yeah,
0: I am i'm really lost um and i don't hot. need your help right now <laughs> and you know what that's only gonna make this this soulmate fall in love with her more um yeah. and you know she's gonna come back and she's gonna tell us all about this mystery man and he's just gonna say pack me in your suitcase i'm coming home with you and we can't wait to meet. we him. can't
1: wait to meet him she'll get a plus one to my wedding if this happens <laughs>
0: I'll all right, Kaylee, right you're
1: on it, I'll allow um, it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone oh, oh, like take a deep breath in deep breath out and open your eyes welcome back to reality where kaylee does not have a husband currently but no, you don't have a husband <laughs> she will be finding one when in she goes abroad in a few city weeks. of love Nonetheless, so... They don't call
1: it the city of love or nothing. <laughs>
0: exactly. So, if you guys have any tips or tricks for finding love
1: in Paris... Or please... if you're in Paris and you know someone who is looking for a beautiful American girl, do we have the girl for you? Please slide you into Kaylee's out. DMs.
0: You know her. You love her. She's featured on our page. If you, if you need her handle, shoot us a message. We'll give it to you. But if, if you, you have need her a a one-cheater you... on if you're interested we, let us know we, we have know. we have her resume ready to send so uh if you're interested you know someone who's interested hit us up we're here to to make magic happen <laughs> one time one time i did slide if you, anyone watched uh bachelor last season with the magician i we did slide
1: it in- <laughs> We did,
0: we did use him. we did use a TG1 FDM to slide into his DM to say that Kaylee was in love with him, and they did message back and forth for a little bit there, and then she realized he was fucking weird. So
1: that was we, can mean, we can make things happen. We make things happen here on this podcast. Um, this has been an extraordinarily long episode of Well, Gigi I'm gonna Online. miss you next week. So we gotta I know I'm gonna miss you a lot, <sighs> guys. Nicole will be back with a guest host next week. I will not be here, um, but I'll be back in two weeks, so don't miss me too much. Um, but until then, we'll see you on the we'll internet. See you on the internet. Bye bye.